Next Chapter Podcasts. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. The jealous coworker, the greedy wife, the jilted ex-lover, the quiet neighbor who no one ever thought would hurt a fly. Nowadays, it feels like everyone is just waiting for the right moment to stick an ice pick in our neck and shove us down a staircase. At least that's what the overflowing river of true crime podcasts and TV shows flooding our pop culture discourse wants us to believe. So who can you trust? Well, we here at Indecent can't promise we wouldn't poison you over a life insurance policy, but you can probably put your faith in psychologist Dr. Amanda Vickery, cause she had so much more to say about the good and the bad in the genre. So, I mean, you spend a lot of time reading about this and thinking about this and listening to podcasts and you said you're on Reddit a lot. Um, what do you think people are, are missing? Like, what's the, what's the big point about true crime you think is overlooked? That's a good question. One thing that it's easy for us so-called fans to overlook sometimes is that, is that this is real people and real people's lives that have been affected and overturned and, and changed forever. And so sometimes... It's easy to read a story or watch a dateline and get wrapped up in the, the mystery of it or the putting together of the clues and forget that this is real people and real people suffering. And I think there's a real danger in us becoming desensitized to it. I mean, I think we are already. How can we how can we not be as a society with the 24-7 news cycle, right? But I mean, if you see on, you know, the the internet tonight that someone, you know, was kidnapped and murdered, does it affect us anymore as much? Are we just kind of used to it? And and I think that's that's sad. I don't I don't know what you what you do about it. But is it the case that if you are consuming two crime two, three, four hours a day that you've just become used to it and desensitized to it, which I don't know, probably isn't good in a lot of ways. I mean, you don't want your anxiety at extreme levels all the time. And that's another question that I'm looking at in my research is what is all this true, true crime doing to our, our well-being, basically, right? Because if you listen to this stuff all the time, you are convinced that someone is being randomly murdered by a stranger or serial killer like every 20 seconds, Right. When in actuality, people are being more likely to be murdered by their intimate partners and those close to them and that. But we don't want to worry about that as much, right? So if I'm listening to this stuff, maybe I listen to a podcast on the way to work and another one on the way home. And then I come home and I watch Dateline or I read a true crime book before bed or something. What is this doing to my perspective of the world? And what is this doing to my anxiety 
levels. And that is what I'm looking at um, right now in my lab. How does someone feel right after they listen to a podcast about young women getting murdered? Do they report feeling more anxiety? Do they report feeling more fear? Are they more scared to walk across campus at night? Some of that is good. But if you're thinking, um, you know, for example, the other night we needed something from the store. It was already dark out. My husband's like, do you want to go get it? Like, I can't go get it. I'm going to be kidnapped and killed. I can't go to the grocery store past 8 p.m. Of course not. You know, that's I don't know if that's healthy. Um, And so. I think some people, probably myself included, are getting a little more anxious and paranoid than perhaps we should be. So uh, talking about earlier, like, you know, I had kind of compared it to like, like a porn addiction. Actually, our first episode of this podcast, we were talking about porn consumption um, and we were talking to this sex therapist about it. This um, she She's contracted by Pornhub and she teaches like internet consumption health. You know, is there a healthy amount of true crime to consume? <laughs> uh, I think it differs by person. I think there's people out there who become so desensitized that they can listen to true crime like eight hours a day and they're fine. Um, I would say probably uh, more than an hour every other day, maybe too much for some people because you're just getting this skewed view of how often people are getting murdered by by anyone, but by strangers, especially. It's going to differ by people. People have pre-existing anxiety probably any is going to really add to that general fear um, that one may feel. So my guess is it varies a lot by people. I'm guessing most people, myself included, are probably consuming too much. All right. Good to know. Well, then then my other question in that same vein was, um, you know, we see murders and stuff in the news all the time. Um, This is not a new phenomenon, although true crime might be having a moment right now. Like murder and gore has been in the mainstream forever, but like you still can't post your nipples on Instagram. Why do you think we have this aversion to sexuality, but like we're okay with the gore? I know, I know. And I do not have an explanation for that, but I think it's true and it's very interesting. You have you have entire television stations, Oxygen, IDTV, devoted to murder 24-7, people actually dying. Uh, but you're right. We don't want to see any nipples unless they're on a dead body, I guess. Maybe that's okay. Isn't that so weird? It's okay with seeing a person naked if they're dead. <laughs> Like they're somehow desexualized now. To be, to be fair, most of that is probably blurred out to some degree. But there does seem to be a greater acceptance of violence in our society than there is sex. So why why does it thrive? Like why is it such a um, successful industry? I think there's a couple different things. So true crime has something for everyone, right? As, as morbid as that sounds. You've got people who are into the forensics elements, right? Like they're into the CSI and the fingerprint matching and the DNA. There's almost always some sort of mystery element for the most part, right? Especially with the, you know, when it's unsolved, you don't know who did it or someone is missing and you have, you know, the clues left behind that you've got to piece together. For the wrongful convictions, which are huge in podcasts these days, you have the the social justice component, people feeling like someone um, has been wronged. In that case, percentages show a majority of um, black offenders as opposed to white offenders with the wrongful conviction element. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I still haven't seen that many of those types of stories being told. Well, not and not in the mainstream. I'm sure they're out there, but 
I think that there seems to be a growing focus in the true crime podcast world on wrongful convictions. Um, well, think of the Anand Syed serial case, right? And that's still argued. Was that truly a wrongful conviction or not? That's a hot one. Um, the staircase that was, you know, huge documentary, the guy who had two women fall down the stairs and he's out. He says an owl did it. Um, any any true crime fan out there will know will know what I'm what I'm talking about there. So there's some that have hit the mainstream. But they're not as exciting as, oh, 20 years ago, the police convinced this, you know, two jailhouse informants to testify that the person confessed to them and they gave him a deal and then the guy is in prison. That's that's not always as exciting, unfortunately. Do you think that because like we were talking about white women specifically, is it kind of is it related to the fact that maybe I mean, women in general face so many kinds of dangers, but white women maybe are a more protected class than black women. Black women face real fears all the time, especially if they're low income. Like that's like death is imminent all the time. And for white women who maybe grew up from a more privileged background, don't have to face those kinds of fears all the time. Um, is that a part of it? It's a possibility that black women maybe have a heightened sense of anxiety a lot of the time because of the stereotypes and the racial pressures that they have to deal with on a, you know, on a daily basis. And it's sort of, this whole thing is sort of ironic when you look at the, the gender, because kind of going with what you said, men are actually more likely to die in a violent crime than women, much, much more likely. Um, but so, you know, so why aren't they scared of crime and reading these two crime books and watch and, you know, listening to the podcast? But the thing is, is the those types of crimes are like the gang shootings, the bar fights that turn bad. The nightly news isn't covering that stuff, right? We are not faced with that 24-7 from CNN or Fox News or whatever it may be. We are hearing about the white woman who is walking down the road or is kidnapped from the Target parking lot or the stranger home invasion. So we are getting this skewed view of how likely it is to happen to us. And it's really freaking us all out. Subscribe, rate, and review Indecent with Kiki Anderson wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show at Indecent Kiki on Instagram. Follow me at It's Kiki Anderson. Email the show at IndecentThePod at gmail.com. And come back next week for more Indecent, where NSFW meets LMAO. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. 
Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Next Chapter Podcasts.